yourself with authenticity. It's building that relationship. It's about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? <laughs> oh, another great day in the Selling from the Heart podcast studio but you know what i just i just noticed this might be one of the first podcasts daryl we've ever done where we don't have any selling from the heart gear on but that's okay that's we're gonna right. have a terrific time with our special guest anyway yeah you know who we are and by the way if you're new to the selling <laughs> from the heart podcast welcome you've joined a growing community of sales professionals and leaders that are dedicated to being genuine being authentic adding real value we call it selling from the heart and Larry, right here as we're recording this, the heat is on. Summer is uh, well upon us. And uh, I know it's been so much fun in the middle of all of this, engaging with our friends in the Selling from the Heart community. We call it the Selling from the Heart Insiders Group. It's a great way to stay focused and motivated in the middle of this season. It's a, it's a fantastic way to get you through the dog days of summer. We all know the dog days of summer. I'm throwing the baseball terminology out there. But the Selling from the Heart Insiders group is just a great group of like-hearted and like-minded salespeople, sales leaders. Who we, and we get together every Friday. We, we have a great time. We hash things out in masterminds. We bring thought leaders, our friends, in up close and personal. So we have a great time. Yeah, so come hang guy. out with us. Make it uh, make it your mid-year resolution to get engaged with like-hearted sales professionals. You can try it out for free, actually, at sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. Join us free for 30 days, sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. You're going to thank us. It's going to be a great boost uh, to your, your summer, to your motivation, to your morale, and you're going to get <laughs> lots of great ideas. We look forward to hanging out. We've got a fantastic show teed up today. Larry, why don't you introduce our guest and uh, let's dive in. Oh, well, well, first of all, welcome Tony Cross, but right to kit, we got to cool off summer. So we, <laughs> we had to go to the, we had to go to the other side of the world to bring in our guest, Tony Cross, but a special shout out to a near and dear friend of mine, Tim Ohi. I remember this was months ago. Tim sends me a message and he goes, you really have to have my friend, Tony Cross on the Selling from the Heart podcast. We had a great conversation. One last shout out, Mike Weinberg, we love you because I know you and Tony do some work together, but nevertheless, Tony, this is going to be an awesome time. Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Yeah, thanks so much, Larry. I'm uh, excited to be here. Well, Tony, uh, we're excited as well, and we're looking forward to your hearing the answer to this question all the way from <laughs> South Africa. What does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, Daryl, I'm, I'm very much a uh, head person, so let me start there. I believe in neuroscience, I believe in frameworks of thinking, uh, and I believe in, in, in using your head in selling. But that is all useless unless you know you, you can connect to your heart. So for me, it's about you know, your purpose. Why are you in selling? You know, you, what gets you up in the morning and who are you inside? And I think when you bring those two together, uh, then you become successful. So you, you really are clear on your why, you know, as Simon Sinek would say, 
um, but you you add to the add to that your your mindset, uh, and the two make a really uh, powerful co uh, combination. So that's what I would say it means to me. No, I, I I love this, and you know, as I'm listening to what you're saying, it reminds me. Daryl and I talk a lot, Tony, about the combination of mindset, heart set, and skill set. It's just a wonderful triangle. So I'm glad that you brought up mindset and in, in all this. But here's what's interesting as we kick this off, guys, is I love that Tony brought to the surface purpose and why, because more and more and more people are bringing this to the surface. And I think if sales professionals and sales leaders can connect to their purpose and connect with why they're doing things. I believe watch what starts happening to engagement with their clients and the success they have in sales. Would you all agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I would certainly, uh, certainly agree, Larry. It's a, it's a question I love to ask in, in, in interviews, uh, you know, when you're talking to someone. So what brought you to this profession, you know, and what's keeping you in this profession? Uh, and when the answer is, you know, the, the paycheck and the commission, then you start to go, okay, really? Is that really what brought you? But if you scratch below the surface and there's nothing around the, you know, the authentic purpose of helping customers, the authentic purpose of helping your own business succeed, um, then you're starting to understand, you know, perhaps why many sales people, uh, you know, perhaps they're doing this because there's nothing better to be doing or we're waiting for something else to, to come along. You know, maybe one day I'll be in, in, a, in a real job or a real profession. Um, and, and it's a real passion of mine to, to professionalize this, this profession of selling. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we speak about doctors and they're always practicing and, um, you know, they're always reading and they're always going on programs and, and continuous professional development. Architects are the same. Financial people are the same. You know, what, what about sales professionals? You know, shouldn't, shouldn't we always be, be practicing? Shouldn't we always be, you know, getting certifications and, and you know, the, this lifelong learning? Uh, so it's certainly a, a big, big passion of mine um, to be talking to as many people um, about this noble profession of selling. Mm, couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about the difference between a sales representative and a sales professional. And um, one of the great things is on the Selling from the Heart podcast, you're talking to a global audience of sales professionals. Uh, listeners wouldn't be here if they weren't <laughs> wanting to get better at their craft. And uh, we have sales professionals and sales leaders and uh, we're honored today, Tony, to have one of the premier preeminent experts in sales leadership here on the show with us today. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the angle of this conversation because I know that you are uh, helping organizations with their sales operations. You're helping them set up structures and frameworks and put things in place. But your answer to what does it mean to sell from the heart saying none of this works without the heart. If you translate that over to leadership, it seems like none of this works without working on the heart of the organization or the culture. Uh, 100%, Daryl. You know, so many times we struggle uh, in an organization and many of us have experience with this mm -hmm. in that the culture is perhaps not a sales-friendly culture or a client-friendly even culture. Um, and that's just the, you know, the starting point. But imagine if you're a sales professional working in a, in a culture uh, where senior executives are, you know, bad-mouthing sales you know, professionals, for example. You know, they're always at lunch. They're always on the golf course. They're always expecting, you know, big commission checks. And, you know, I've heard some language by senior executives 
that suggest the culture is not sales friendly or uh, not even client friendly many times. Mm. And we and yet we put up, uh, you know, vision, mission and value statements in all of our reception areas uh, that we all used to go and go and see. Uh, and we, we look up and we say, but those are not the values that are that are within this organization. So when it comes to a sales manager or a sales leader, we would argue that one of the, the, the components of their role is to create the right culture, whether that's in one sales team or one sales organization or you know, the, the whole organization. Uh, it has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when the culture is enabling, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Um, you know the, the results are are amazing, and you can argue what what are the what what does good look like? You know what does world class culture look like? You know we would argue that it it probably starts with the heart, in that you have to build mm-hmm. this trust environment. You know I need to trust that Larry you know has my back. I need to trust that Daryl has my back. Um, and and that's not a that's not a head thing coming back to the original mm-hmm. question. That that's a heart thing. Uh, and then it needs to be a high-performing sales culture. But, you know, what happens if somebody fails? What happens if, you know, a customer has an issue? And those are all uh, elements within the the culture, as I would say, you know, the around here statements, mm-hmm. you know, around here sales are, around here customers are, you know, fill in that sentence. So what we do is we try and encourage the sales leaders to get intentional about building the right culture in which performance is most likely going to happen. Oh, I, I, I love this. And in a couple of things um, that was running through my head as I was listening to what you're saying was, I almost think there's a subculture within a culture mm-hmm. is yeah. right. Right. And, and this is where sales leaders can really, really drive this home. And you bring up the word intentionality. And then the other thing that I think about with intentionality is accountability. And where do you think accountability lies in this? I'm just curious, Tony. I, it, it's definitely at the core, Larry. Um, you know, when you, when you have an accountable culture uh, within, as you say, you know, maybe it's within a, a sales team, you start to see the performance because I'm going to be ca- accountable. I'm going to take responsibility. You know, we use this, this saying, you know, perhaps too lightly, freedom comes through responsibility. Mm-hmm. But it's really, it's really about being accountable. Um, you know, and we all know Mike Weinberg, you know, talks about accountability, but how do you establish accountability in a sales team? Um, it's, it's very specific. So you have to have things like clear expectations right up front. Mm-hmm. Then you have to measure those. So many times we, we set expectations for sales professionals and we never revisit them. We don't actually track them because we can't or they weren't set correctly in the first place. So we have to track um, the, the metrics, let's call them. And then we have to give feedback and imagine that. Imagine if a sales manager actually spent time coaching and giving that feedback, both the positive and the developmental. And then you need consequences and incentives. And in some ways, I think that the, the profession of selling um, is, is all about these incentives. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's almost created this environment where, you know, salespeople are coin operated. You know, if, there's, if you throw money at them, they're going to perform. But nothing could be further from the truth. And you have to have this balance. There needs to be a consequence, you know, if you are not accountable. So it does take a bit of work. But that formula, if you, if you look at it from clear expectations, management, feedback, consequences and incentives, is the same formula for performance. 
So whilst you're driving accountability, you're driving sales performance at the same time. Um, you know, so that's uh, Larry, your original question. It's at the core. This is so, so important uh, for sustainable sales success. I love it. You know, Tony, it seems impossible to say the word culture without quoting good old Drucker, the management expert that that famously said culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I want to think about um, sales teams that aren't intentionally, sales leaders that aren't intentionally working on culture. My, my thought is that culture doesn't naturally just happen <laughs> like anything in life. It doesn't <laughs> accidentally get better. It, it, it slides. What is the impact of a poor sales culture. Let's just think about this together for a few minutes. Like I, cause I know when you start talking about this, you know, in the sales world, we start going, ah, it's too touchy feely. Come on, man. Yeah. We got to just, you know, get the job done and all that stuff. But what, what are some of the, the high level impacts of not focusing on culture and, and having a poor sales culture? Yeah, Daryl, it's interesting. As you say, it, it, you, you know, you can slide back so easily. So whilst it's this, touchy-feely, hard, hard to define sometimes this, this culture that we speak about. In, in my experience, often um, culture becomes the way we operate. Hmm. So let me give you an example. In, in, in a sales team, the sales person, the sales professional arrives, and let's say on the first Friday when we were back in the, in the, in the office, uh, let, let's go out for, a, for a, a lunch and let's have a beer and let's talk you know, and we're chatting to our mates, our new colleagues. And, you know, let's say I'm the new, new salesperson. And I say, no, I'm really excited. I'm going to be, uh, you know, bringing forward some great ideas that I brought. No, 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 Tony. That's not the way it works around here. <laughs> <laughs> because when you bring a great idea, if it works, then someone will claim the idea. If it doesn't work, you'll never get over it. People will always be reminding you of that silly idea. And then I, then I shrink a bit into my into my shell, let's call it. And that really is an indication of the culture. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, you're not getting the innovation, you're not getting the the creativity, you're not getting probably even the authenticity. Mm. You know, you're struggling to get to that. And slowly and slowly, what happens in in our uh, experience is good sales professionals get beaten by the weak culture. But on the other hand, if you have a really strong sales culture. An average performer does very well because mm. they're brought into this, into this, I'm going to say positive, it's not necessarily positive, but this enabling culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I love this. And, and let's continue down this journey just for a second. And I'd be curious because I want to look at both sides of this through the lens of Tony Cross just for a moment is share with us, you know, through your dealings, what's that strong sales culture look like, first of all? And then let's look at the other side of this. What's that weak sales culture look like? And let's continue down this journey, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So on, on the strong side, you know, the words we like to use are accountable culture. The other one, when it relates to, to clients, is we actually uh, teach that a world-class sales culture, as it relates to a client, the word we would use is integrity. Hmm. So when you have, when you, when you, when you act with noble purpose, when you act with integrity, that's a really strong culture related to, for example, you know, our dealings with our customers. We often think when we're talking about customers, it must be high performance or uh, you know, value or, or things like that. The word we would look at, the cultural statement, would be that we, we have an ethical or 
high integrity culture. And the negative, you know, the, the, the poor culture would be one where we really aren't that way. So if you think about integrity for a second in sales and you go, seriously, sales, integrity, how does that go together? You know, mm. Some people would ask that. But that is actually doing what's right for the customer. That's walking away from a deal where you don't believe your solution is perhaps the best for the customer. Um, the other one is, is around collaboration. Mm-hmm. So we, we believe collaboration takes place when, when two things happen. The first is you have a shared goal. And the second is you have a shared way of thinking or a shared framework. And what we often find with collaboration is we think internal and we think collaborating with between sales and service, for example, or sales and marketing. But what about the customer? Imagine if we really are collaborating with our customer and that's the culture in the sales team. Um, we have this, this, this you know, collaboration where we're going to try and align outcomes. Uh, you know, when we teach sales, you know, when we talk to sales professionals and we say, what is your job? They say, well, my job is selling. And we go, oh, yes, it is for sure it is. But if you had to break that into, you know, three or four areas, what would they be? And it's quite a struggle, actually. You know, maybe it's, you know, opening and handling objections if you're old school or, uh, you know, and they get a, bit, a little bit lost. Maybe they talk about value. And we say one of the most important components is your job is to align outcomes, your outcome as a business and the outcome of a customer. And imagine if you could align, but coming back to culture or integrity, when you can't align, you actually need to walk away. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that fully uh, explores your question there, Larry, but those are the the the, the areas, let's call it, of a, a high-performing sales culture, we would argue. No, th- this this is really great, and he, and mm-hmm. used a word that's near and dear to Daryl, and I know Daryl picked up on it because I saw it in his eyes. Is used the word outcomes, and Daryl, that is so near and dear to you. Well, all of that is is so important that it, that it does get focused on on outcomes. And I'm curious, Tony, when you think about looking at this from a proactive standpoint, uh, we've got a lot of sales leaders that I know are are wanting to ask this question. Okay, well, I'm. I'm here right now. Maybe, you know, maybe it's been a while since I've thought about culture. Maybe I've never really given this um, a whole lot of thought, although this is becoming a very common and will continue to be a very common topic in the selling from the heart community. Um, but when you're thinking about culture as a sales professional or sales leader, what are some things that you can do to get started to foster the type of culture we're talking about here today? Yeah, I mean, that's, that is a great question. And often we think we, we need to wait for the, the CEO or the, the chairman even, you know, to lead by example and set the tone. It's great if that happens. But in mm-hmm. the meantime, within one small area, one small team, one sales team, one group of people within a sales team, you can start to create, you know, what we like to call the ripple in the pond. You know, you throw a pebble in and it starts to ripple outwards. Um, What we would always suggest you start with a a measurement. So do a a quick measurement of what you think the current culture is. And the way we do that is quite simply, you fill in the around here statement. Mm. So around here collaboration is, around here customers Mm. are. And you honestly answer the question. And and nobody has to see see your answer, but you write down, you know, around here customers are difficult, around here customers are problematic, around here... that really talks to your culture. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then when you have what we would call a, a, an anchoring culture, it's holding back your result rather than an accelerating culture, then you need to, to build a plan to improve it. And what we then do is we say, let's look at what we say, what we think, and what we do. So if you, if you see this as a matrix quickly, what we say matters. You know, if we're talking internally and we say, your customers, you know, no, it's not my customer, it's our customers. So mm-hmm. just in the language we use, what we think is important because that, as all of us know now with neuroscience, that leads to what we, how we behave and then what we do. So what we think, what we say, and what we do. Mm-hmm. And then you just, on the, on the uh, vertical side of that matrix, you say start, stop, and continue. As simple as that. So what are the things that we currently say that we shouldn't say? And we write a list and we, and we maybe get a, a bit of a brainstorming going. What are the things we should start to say? What are the things we should continue to say because they're probably part of an accelerating culture? And you do that fairly quickly around mm-hmm. one of the areas of culture that you perhaps are going to work on. One of our customers was saying, we have an issue with accountability, we have an issue with communication, and we have an issue with collaboration. And we did this very same exercise. Around here, collaboration is. Around here, communication is. Around here, leadership is. And we did a number of statements. And then we said, what should it be? What is your desired statement? And then you use this matrix. And it's incredible. We all think culture takes you know, a long time to shift. And of course, it takes time. But in 21, 28, 30, in a month, you can shift a significant, you, that you almost feel different. You know, mm-hmm. we hear back from sales leaders and they tell us, there's something going on in this other sales team that you've been working with. You know, it just feels different. Um, and you start to, to get that shift going. Um, so we don't have to over, over, over-engineer this. Just a practical framework uh, to shift uh, a culture in a sales team or, or frankly, in any team. Oh, this, this this is great stuff, and I and I and I really admire the word that you use because I've never heard it used in the same context with culture. And you use the word accelerating culture, which I thought was just real unique. Mm-hmm. And just walk it walk us through. I'd just be curious on the origin of this is is how you came up with blending accelerating with culture in the same two words. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure how we came up with it. No, no, it's all uh, good, but, but I've never heard it used like that before. So like it, that. it's cool. Yeah, what, what, what we were thinking, you know, myself and my business partner, Alan, uh, Alan Fistiak, and we were, we were workshopping this and we were saying, you know, we, we know no experts in culture, but we know the importance. This was many years ago. The, we know mm-hmm. the importance of it. And we started, you know, Alan very much likes these alliterations you know, CCC or two A's or he likes these alliterations because you can remember My kind it. My guy. Love yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure you'll, I'm sure you'll, you'll love him because <laughs> you, know, you, you need to connect and converse and convince. And, yes. and you know, we, we, we have these alliterations, which are really fun. But the, the good thing is that you can remember these things and, right. and sales leaders can remember it. And we were saying, you know, I was saying, you know, what is the negative culture? Because we don't want to call it negative and positive or poor and weak. And we were struggling with the words. And he was saying, well, you know, it's like a ship, you know, mm-hmm. it's anchored. You, you can't, you, your results can't go forward and it's anchored. So we came up with this anchoring culture as, as, a, as a word. And then we said, well, what's the opposite? 
because that's what we would try and create in a team. And no, no, it must start with the letter A. And, All right. And, and accelerating, Beautiful. actually, then the more you use it, the more it makes sense because mm -hmm. you, and it's about the results. You know, you don't want your results to be anchored. You, you may still be successful, but it's this continuous fight against the, the anchor that's, that's weighing you down. Um, what would be the opposite? And, and you can accelerate results through great culture. Mm. You know, we talk about strategy and we talk about execution. Probably we need to talk about culture, execution and strategy. And they're mm -hmm. all important. But, you know, you could argue that execution is, you know, really executing well an average strategy is better than having a brilliant strategy that you don't execute. And then if you look at the, you know, finding the right culture in a sales team in particular, that really accelerates, you know, I guess, both your strategy and your execution. Um, that's what we would argue. So, yeah, that, that, I that's love more that. or less how the term came about. Yeah, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. See, there's alliteration at work right there. So <laughs> I, I think that's beautiful. And the reality is exactly what we've been talking about here today. This isn't just, you know, mushy, soft stuff. This is you know, your culture is either a boat anchor that's holding you back or it's something that's propelling you forward. Um, and you just think about all the different things sales leaders are struggling with right now, you know, recruiting and retaining uh, those yeah. two things, right? You're going to recruit better. You're going to keep people around. Just solving those problems themselves is an accelerator, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, Daryl, you, you, we talk about the great resignation, if you like mm -hmm. that term or not. And we talk about you know, the struggle for talent. Uh, we, we ran a, an event recently around just talking about this war on, for sales talent. How do, you, how do you attract and how do you retain great sales talent? Um, and the way we approached this was, imagine if you can think about what are the questions your current people and your, your future potential uh, sales professionals are asking. They might not be articulating it and, and verbalizing it, but they're asking it in, you know, what's going on. And they're asking questions about, you know, what is my purpose and does it align with the team and the organization? Where am I going to spend my time and who am I going to spend the time? With? Yeah. Which environment am I going to be working from home and why do we need offices anyway? And then you start to look and say, culture impacts all of that. You know, what's our culture around time? You know, is it a culture of, you know, watching the clock and, and you know, Daryl six minutes um, late into the into the office today or. You know, he, you know, is that the culture or is the culture something else where I respect each other's time? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm there. I'm there on time and I respect people's time. I come prepared to the meeting. You know, is that our culture? Mm -hmm. So culture then becomes very important in this war for sales talent. So it, it impacts recruitment and onboarding and, and retention and motivation and so many areas um, mm -hmm. within, within, a, within a sales organization. Love this. What an incredibly valuable conversation. conversation. Very timely as well. Tony, how can our listeners get more Tony Cross in their life? <laughs> um, yeah, we, we run uh, regular events. So if they want, they can just drop me an email. Um, Tony C at growthmattersintl.com. Um, and we'll add them onto our list. They're free events. We run them uh, pretty much every six six weeks. And we talk about a topic of interest you know, a personal power topic or a, a, a you know, sales professional topic or a sales management mm -hmm. topic. Um, so that's probably the easiest way, Daryl. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Tony, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. This has been 
extremely valuable. We really appreciate you here at Selling from the Heart. Yeah, we thank you. We enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Larry, culture eats strategy for breakfast. You know, we talk a lot about the heart of an authentic sales professional happens to be a subtitle of one of my favorite books. Um, you know, but also, you you know, we got to look at the heart of an authentic sales team. And, and I think Tony brought some ideas to the forefront here that are really, really critical for sales leaders and the aspiring sales leaders here in our, our audience. No, you know, absolutely. And in the the whole time I had this, I had this flash running through my head and I don't know why, but I remember one of the very first workshops that I ever went to, you know, way back in my early days in sales. And it was a chair moment and it was a chair moment aimed at all sales leaders. And the person would just ruffle their hair like this. And then they would say (laughs) this iron fist velvet glove. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a great way to sum up creating that accountability culture because it's it's one that's going to fuel. And I love the word that Tony used, this accelerating culture mm-hmm. that will fuel that accelerating sales culture. That's right. Absolutely. And I love the quote just going around here, fill in the blank, right? Brilliant. Good litmus test. Well, around here, we believe in community, <laughs> Larry. And so we want to invite all of our listeners to join us for the next Insiders Group. It's a great way. Uh, to keep your summer going, stay motivated, stay focused, um, stay in your heart. Join us for the next Insiders Group. Go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. You can give it a try for free for 30 days. You're going to thank us. Thank you to everybody in the Selling From The Heart audience who is hitting subscribe on YouTube. We're focused right now on growing our YouTube audience and every week it's getting bigger and bigger. You may be listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you may not know, you can actually see Larry's face. And it's oh, one of the things. Hey, hey, stop it, stop it. I'm just you letting don't want to miss this. No, I'm just letting you all know, we work really hard on makeup and hair here at oh, yeah. from the heart. And that's Absolutely. why we want you to watch us on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so look for Selling for the Heart YouTube. You'll see it uh, in the show notes as well. Do us a favor when you go there, subscribe. Uh, and you don't want to miss an episode. We've got a great roster of guests coming up for the rest of the summer. So make sure to uh, put us in your feed. We're so glad to be a part of your life. Come join us in the Insiders Group. Until next time, keeping genuine keep being authentic, keep adding real value, build an authentic culture, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.